You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. My name is Ricky, and I will be your guest host today. Our normal host, Big John, is out. So I'll be doing my best Big John impression today. I'll try to bring that same fire and energy that he brings. So that being said, we've got some important topics to get to today. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive right into them. So Donnie, Matt, Tom... Here's my first question for the group. All right, so Cam Newton, guys, we know by now that he was cut yesterday. What do you feel the fantasy impact on that move is? And I'll start with you, Donnie. Yeah, I mean, it comes to a shock to some people. Um, I mean, you draft Mac Jones with a first-round pick, you – Obviously, expect at some point that he will become the starter, but but I didn't. I don't think people saw it saw it coming this soon. Maybe, um, but as far as fantasy football impact goes, uh, I'm kind of buying the the Patriots offense at this point. I mean, I think the stock goes up for for Damian Harris, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, both tight ends, and Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Um, I just feel like the playbook should expand a little bit more. I mean, we saw some of the limitations of Cam Newton last year. Um, obviously, he was banged up a little bit, but but as far as the passing game went for the Patriots, it was pretty subpar. Um, so, yeah, as far as the wide receivers go, Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, both should – their stock should rise with this news coming out. Um and one guy to look for out of the backfield is uh, in the Patriots' offense, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, he's looked very, very well in the preseason. Um, obviously, Damon Harris is the starter, but rookie Ramondre Stevenson should look to, to get some carries in that offense. And I think even potentially by midway through the season, end of the season, he's he's the starter at some point. I've been hearing a lot about him, Donnie. And I'm I'm going to move it over to Tom for a second because I know he's been licking his lips. He's not a Cam Newton guy. He's been waiting for this news to come. Tom, how, you happy about this? You went I've, in on the Patriots. How you feeling? I've got about 4 million thoughts on, on this topic right here. I'm going to breeze through them uh, here with, with my time. Cam Newton, first of all, was let go for one reason and one reason only, and you won't hear this anywhere else. You're not going to hear people talking about this, but his stance against uh, the vaccination has gotten him, has lost him this job. 
he's been very vocal about not getting the COVID vaccine and how that, you know, that is going to affect the team that affects the way Bill Belichick game plans. He's more susceptible to missing time due to um, tracing and other things. It's a big problem in the NFL this year. The guys, the quarterbacks in particular, all players, but the quarterbacks in particular who are very against the, the vaccination. And this is not a, it's not a political thing. It's just the way it is. Uh, so that has lost him this job at this point. What does that mean for camp, for uh, Mac Jones? I ran the second this popped up on my screen. I ran and bet him to win rookie offensive player of the year at 10 to 1. It's now down to 5 to 1, 4 to 1 in some spots. So it's plummeted for offensive rookie of the year. And I, as soon as I saw this come across my phone, I fired up the app and I, I must have just got it in by minutes. Before they took this line down. Um, again, some of the things you got to really work on. As far as fantasy, big picture fantasy football, I don't think it changes that much. Like Cam Newton is is pretty darn good quarterback, and I think he could start somewhere else in the league. I think he his skill set has the potential to start elsewhere. You name guys okay. like Jacoby Myers, who I was really high on already. Uh, some of the other guys there. I think they all maybe get a slight increase because of the hype around Mac Jones, a slight stock bump, but I'm not so sure that they necessarily get that much better with this announcement, fantasy points-wise. And yeah. That's an interesting take, Tom, but Matt, you, you know this Patriots offense really well, so I want you to chime in here. All right, let me tell you right now, I am out on the Patriots offense completely. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. I don't want any anyone on that team. And let me tell you something. You're right about why Cam got cut because you're talking about him getting tested every day versus other guys are once a week if you're exactly. vaccinated and you put that over the course of a season and, you know, it makes it so the odds are like seven times more likely that he will run into some kind of trouble with uh, COVID. But as, I mean, it's almost a non-story to me. He was a great runner last year. He still had that going for him. But other than that, I mean, I'm just out on the whole Patriots offense. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there, Matt. Um, and the, I don't really know that there's a player in that offense that really excites me that much. You know, it's like even the tight ends, there's two of them. Nelson Aguilar, you know, Jacoby Myers, none of these guys, the running backs, like you said, Donnie, there's a, a young gun who's coming for Damian Harris's job. So sounds like we can all agree that there's nothing to run home about with this news. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. We'll move it. We'll move it into another big topic. And it's a shame that Big John's not here because I would love to break his balls about this one. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. It's a shame. Uh, really great young player. But my question for you guys is, A, how high are you drafting Gus Edwards now with this news? And B, is there another running back in that backfield? I know Big John already grabbed one, but is there anyone else you see worthwhile with some fantasy value? And we'll, we'll keep the same order. I'll pass it over to you first, Donnie. Yeah, it's 
I mean, you said it best, Ricky. It is a shame. I mean, J.K. Dobbins was a talented young young running back in the league, and and hopefully he he bounces back from this injury and is a superstar moving forward. But as far as it goes with Gus Edwards in this is Baltimore backfield, um, obviously we've seen his ADP rise significantly, uh, sitting I believe in like the fifth round maybe is his ADP. Um, yeah, he's going way up. Yeah, but but my take on this is I don't see a scenario where the Ravens aren't either a trading for a for a veteran running back, whether it's Melvin Gordon or somebody else. That that's my thought, or signing someone in free agency where where it kind of muds the water for this Baltimore backfield again. Um, obviously Gus Edwards is highly productive when he's on the field and getting touches, but they did, as far as I know, they worked out Todd Gurley over the summer. So that's something to keep in mind where he's got, he's going in the fifth round, but you have to think that at, at some point that this backfield might get a little bit, a little bit more clustered. Um, but as far as their current roster, they have a, a rookie running back out of out of BYU, Tyson Williams, uh, and that's who Big John grabbed. He he put his first right? bid of the season in on Tyson Williams. Yeah, I don't. If it's not him, I I'm not really in on Justice Hill. Um, so my take would be that it's Tyson Williams over over Justice Hill to be the second string currently. Uh, but like I said, I w- would not be surprised if they go out and get a veteran at some point this season. Okay. Tom, thoughts? Oh, another big one. Another big one. I really think that this starts to show you, and every year this happens, and every year we have this conversation of coaches, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's the preseason. You're letting your best player on your team get hurt. What are we doing? So every year that comes up. And we got to address that. It's tough to see guys go down in the preseason. Hopefully coaches learn one day. If I'm a coach in the NFL, none of my starters are playing a single snap. I'd rather lose week one 45 to nothing than risk losing one of my best players in the preseason. The way that it just trickles down through your team, you lose a guy like Dobbins and the whole team knows it. And Gus Edwards now has a cement block on his sh- each shoulder and is going to have to carry a lot of work for this team. Uh, Gus Edwards, I'm still not really that big on drafting him that high. Like, yes, he's a starting, he's a starting running back now. So that has its value, but I'm not drafting him all that high, especially because he, if you think he's just going to get all the work, you're nuts. They're going to work. They're going to work justice Hill. They're going to work. Uh, Williams, they're not just going to solely rely on Gus Edwards at this point. So it's going to be a backfield by committee, something that I really don't want any part of unless I can snag Gus Edwards at a good time. But the problem is everybody's looking at Gus Edwards now. So his stock has just gotten so high. To be honest with you, he's a no pick for me. I wouldn't take him at this point. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's all about value. Um, yeah. So if he starts to slip, which 
can't imagine he will in many drafts. Definitely in on him. I mean, you're getting a starting running back. Um, but at his current ADP, I, I agree with you. Matt, how high you drafting him? I think you guys you guys are missing the boat on my man, the Gus Bus. I mean, <laughs> number one, this guy has done things that only Nick Chubb has done. And that's average five yards a carry while running for like over 700 yards in each of the past three seasons. He's highly productive when he gets in there. Highly productive in short yardage. Um, do I think that Jim Harbaugh trying to win all these preseason games in a row was absolutely asinine? Absolutely. But if you'll notice, guys like Tom Brady, they want their team to get better each and every week. And some coaches would try to use the preseason as a way to kind of like get a, a jump on that and get the team, the cohesion going and the chemistry going a little bit earlier so you can steal a few wins out of the gate. Um, it will be a big loss, but my man Lamar, you know, he's a pain. If you if you don't have Lamar and you have the Ravens running back, he's stealing touchdowns. He's running. I mean, it's 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 going to be tough for anybody who invests a high pick in Gus. You want value, like Donnie said, like you know. So that's my take. I have some places here quickly for everybody. I have some places here that are ranking. Gus Edwards as RB seven, eight, nine, twelve. Is that just ridiculous? Short yardage guy. That's crazy yeah. to me. He's I'm been be so honest, productive guys. when he's on the field, but really is. But kind of like we, had, I mean, Matt brought up a good point. Like Lamar Jackson sort of steals his touchdowns. Like I just feel like there's a very tough route for him to to pay off his his current ADP. And to me, the even crazier thing than all of that was that in the expert draft, um, we the same guy got freaking Robinson and Gus. And I like, saw that. That's value, unbelievable. Like, value. So shout out to him. Yeah, that that Matt. I, what are the odds of that happening, guys? You draft. We drafted about two weeks ago. The yeah. same guy happens to get Gus Edwards and James Robinson late in the draft. <laughs> so crazy stuff there. Um, but but it sounds like for this one, we can all agree that obviously it's appealing to have the starting running back of the Ravens, but not where he's being drafted. Given this news, he's he's a bit overpriced. Agreed. Way agree. RB7, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Give me a, a Josh Jacobs all day, me personally. But uh, what, I, what I'd like to do next is I'd like everyone to give me a player or two that you feel has a rising stock after the preseason, given everything that's happened, whether it be cuts, performance, you know, whatever it be. Who's, who's got a rising stock? And throw it back to you, Donnie. Yeah, and... And since since our last episode, a lot has changed in the uh, in the NFL. We saw Jameis Winston win the starting job officially, which I think we all expected. But to have it be official, I wanted to dive into the Saints offense. Um, I mean, we know Kamara is there. We'll we'll rack up an incredible amount of touches once again if he's healthy. Um, but Marquez Gall Callaway is someone to keep an eye on. He's I mean, I'm sure we've all seen his highlights in the preseason. Um, 
but just with Jameis Winston under under center, I feel like this offense has a chance to really explode and kind of take it to another level. Um, obviously, Taysom Hill will still be on the field, we would expect. Um, but, yeah, Marquez Callaway's ADP has, has began to rise a little bit, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, he could – he could end up winning wide receiver one in this in Saints depth chart. Um, and one one note on him, Donnie, something that I really like about Callaway personally is that he's got a lot of things going for him right now. Like you said, you're seeing the performance was there in preseason. He's in his ability. You're seeing the opportunity open up with now Michael Thomas is officially out at least six weeks. And you're seeing an upgrade at the quarterback position with Jameis Winston, which should benefit him as well. So I see three major signals uh, triggering Callaway up. I, I really like that one. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, you figure this Saints offense will be pretty solid. Uh, Jameis Winston obviously turns the ball over a lot, but... Uh, Puts up numbers. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Um, Tom, any, any guys that, that you see rising? This is, uh, this is a tough one besides the obvious, the obvious answers here. Um, as I've been doing these and and doing some research on this, a couple of the guys, and maybe you'll disagree with me. I don't know. I feel like Devonte Adams has been being taken earlier in the first round than I had anticipated i know that's not a real sexy answer but you know i like that take the really the consensus was that Devonte adams was gonna go to that 9 10 spot when all those good running backs were taken caffrey cook you know kamara elliott henry eckler jones down the list jonathan taylor then you get oh someone gets stuck quote you know air quotes stuck with Devonte adams but really what we've seen is he met him actually creep up. People are taking him with their fourth, fifth, sixth pick in the middle of that round, not necessarily at the end, and I love it. Okay. Uh, I've been seeing that trend too, so that's an interesting one. Uh, Matt, anybody who, who you feel is really shooting up the board? You know what? I'm going to go with uh, a, a guy who we saw last year. Um Last year, we saw him really take off, and that's Darren Waller. And here's the reason why I think he has even a bigger year than next than he did last year. There was some speculation that uh, he might have gotten in trouble again, and he might like that he might have been suspended and caution your draft on drafting him. But that is not true. All right, like this guy is is he is what they hope Kyle Pitts will be, and this guy Kyle Pitts is the fourth pick in the draft. I mean. I, I think I think you're looking at uh you know the obvious the Gus Edwards the Robinsons the Sony Michels you know you have those obvious guys but I think I think you can draft Waller now and not worry about it um, I'm just super high on the Bills as well I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl and I think those running backs might have gone up a little bit both of them love hearing that. Uh, so- I mean, I wouldn't want anything to do with that backfield, honestly, but the rest of the team, you know, even, you know, Diggs, Beasley. It's, it's looking they, like they, a potent offense. Like trade for Zach Ertz, yeah. I think that would really be a good addition, a possession tight end. 
Adam yeah, with Dawson be a great Knox fit. over there, you know what I mean? Dawson Knox a little more vertical. Oh, that would be that would be the perfect fit. It's interesting to see that Ertz is still on the Eagles roster. I don't think anybody expected him to to be here at this point, and now you know it's looking like maybe he'll he'll be out there in Week One. Um, but I want to I want to flip the question real quick, and I want to know if there's a player who you feel is falling. You know, who maybe two weeks ago when we drafted had it was taken higher than they should have been. Um, and let, let's swing it back to you, Donnie. Because you got a guy on your team who I actually feel fits into this perfect, unfortunately. And yeah, I got I got one thing to say real quick. I mean, we had talked about it a little bit before, but James Robinson, his ADP has skyrocketed, and for good reason. But to hit his value currently at his ADP is, I think, a pretty unrealistic. Um to return third round value, um, he needs to have a pretty big season. And I don't necessarily see a route for Robinson to return that value. Obviously, he had a very good season last year. Um, but Carlos Hyde in the backfield um, kind of muddies the water, and he's he's going to see touches. Um, so there's that on Robinson. And one guy we had we had talked about before the show, Jamar Chase. Um, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. He hasn't looked great in the preseason. Um, and his ADP hasn't really fallen much with, with everything coming out, but, but we had talked about one of the episodes in the past, like you need guys that are gonna, that have a chance to win you the league at the end of the season. Right. And I think Jamar Chase is literally that guy. Um, he may start slow, but ultimately this offense is, is probably going to be losing games. They probably are going to be throwing the football a lot. And with Joe Burrow healthy, um, I kind of think they they find that connection again at some point this season. And, and Jamar Chase will have a very productive season. So not not too worried about Jamar Chase, and I like that outlook, Donnie. On you know at least your your mindset is, I have him for the back half of the year. That's when I'm ex- the expectation is there. Um, Tom, any anyone who comes to your mind? Again, I've got a very broad uh, opinion on this, and it kind of goes into what I was saying earlier with with uh, increasing stocks. Kind of the same with with the decreasing ones here. Um, the trend that I've seen through all of these drafts and as the rankings update and and we stay in touch with this, we've seen a few things, and this kind of wraps up my whole idea. We've seen bad running backs that were rated high. We've seen not bad running backs, not top tier running backs that were rated really high because everybody needs running backs. We've seen them fall. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, those are guys that have, Nick Chubb even, kind of guys that have fallen a little bit stock-wise. And in their place, we've seen an increase in the really good wide receivers, Travis Kelsey, and, yeah, quarterbacks. For the first time in many, many years, people are taking quarterbacks earlier than I can ever remember. They're taking Mahomes and they're taking um, Josh Allen way earlier. 
So between all of that, the quarterbacks, the tight ends, wide receivers, and running backs kind of falling back a little bit, that's the overall consensus of what I've seen. So while I don't have one particular player, even though maybe if I had to pick one, Jonathan Taylor's fallen out of the first round pretty consistently, I think. Um, that would be my answer. Okay, which which is a nice segue over to Matt, who has Jonathan Taylor, got good value on him at the back of the draft. But anyone, Matt, who you feel, you know, is in the wrong direction here? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I, I believe strongly that the weakest positions are running back and tight end. And your team will be the strongest if you pick those positions early. If you if you wait on run, you take running backs in the first three rounds, you'll still come out with receivers that you can live with, and that might even have the upside to be number one, number two guys. But with that being said, talking about a guy who's falling, the sexual predator, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and it had one chance to not be a healthy scratch all year, and it was to get traded to the Dolphins, and it looks like that's not going to happen. They named two of the starter. They, uh, you know, every massage in the land is scared of him. So I just, I, I, I think Deshaun Watson. I was gonna pick him up like probably a week ago, just in the in the little case that maybe Tua got traded for Deshaun Watson. I thought that could equal a big year, and and you could just steal him, considering he's been a top five fantasy quarterback the last three years. But. uh so yeah, my my answer is uh, the sexual predator, aka Deshaun Watson, <laughs> and that that's a really interesting one that I want to pause on for a second, Matt, because a couple things with him. First, you rewind forty eight hours; it sounded like it was a done deal, and we were about to see him head to Miami and get to play with those weapons. And forgetting you know all the other stuff aside, I think we can all agree that Deshaun Watson on the football field in Miami is a top five probably fantasy QB if he's on the field with everything so that that's really interesting but the thing is now it's sounding like that deal fell apart he's he's likely not going to play this season although the Texans are keeping him on the 53-man roster which is a bit odd but another note for you guys uh, a bunch of stories came out yesterday that the Eagles had a deal done uh, back when that buzz was happening for Deshaun Watson a couple of weeks back and he declined his or he no ref- yeah the no trade clause he wouldn't come to Philly or it would have been a done deal and uh the trade didn't even involve Jalen Hurts they would have had both of them but I don't know the you know obviously it's just a story out there but it's interesting with Deshaun Watson Matt I think some people are still drafting him late hoping something could happen but uh I think the yeah. big story in Houston is just how they just destroyed that team well, the whole Blue city almost is just goodbye. Second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, Laramie Tunsil. They got good value for, but I mean, they have just pissed away any level of talent that they've had. It's been an abomination in Houston. The, everyone running that team should be fired. It's it's yeah. just really really raw out there, and I feel bad not, for the Houston fans. Yeah, not a bad bet to uh, bet them to go zero and seventeen because I think it is certainly a is possible. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is is an average He's starting punk quarterback. Punk, you know what I mean? Like just like last but, year, but, but led Herbert to the job. 
Yeah, he Tyrod Taylor, Donnie, like you said, we we know at this stage of his career what he brings to the table. You know the Texans don't have much around them. That probably right. adds up to a bad recipe over the course of a season. Yeah, that roster got watered down in a matter of what, two years, three years they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Looking like a potential Super Bowl contender just a couple years back, but um it's interesting stuff. I, I know we're getting close on time here. We got to wrap up, guys. What I'd like to do to end the show is I know a lot of people out there are drafting this week and this weekend. It's probably the biggest stretch right here where people are going into their drafts. So what I'd like you to do is just give me a quick 15 seconds. You know, what is your final advice out there to people who are entering their drafts? You know, these high stakes drafts this week. What do you got for them? Uh, let's, let's go in reverse order this time. I'm going to throw it to Matt first. Well, I would start off by telling people, don't get cute. Don't do it. Don't take a wide <laughs> receiver in the first round, take a tight end or a run back. And the only tight end you could take in the first round is Kelsey. If you don't get Kelsey, you should be taking a running back. And I'm just telling you, I've done a bunch of drafts. And every time that I go running back heavy, my team turns out awesome. So that's my advice. I love that. I love that. Tom, same question. Oh boy. Oh boy. Don't reach for the guys that are hot out on the out in the market right now. That's my number one bit of advice. When everybody and that's maybe just the contrarian way that, to think about things, but don't go for the guy Gus Edwards is hot as hot right now. Do you really want to go reach for Gus Edwards when everyone in the draft room has Gus Edwards circled? No, go find somebody else. So don't just listen to the mainstream what everybody is going to be looking for and like. Try and think a little bit different. You don't need Gus Edwards. You can find somebody else and get a lot more value from that pick. I like that, Tom. I think we all agree with you on that one strong as well. Donnie, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, both both Matt and Tom, I couldn't agree more with you guys. Um and I've been, I think Matt hit the hit the nail on the head. Uh, I've been saying it for weeks. Don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but running backs are so valuable in fantasy football. Um, I know they have those zero running back strategies out there now for drafting, and I just don't buy it. Get your running backs early, and you can load up on on the other positions on the back end of your draft. The wide receivers, they'll be there. I mean, there's guys that that break out the wide receiver position every year that are undervalued and and you can get them later in your drafts. I like that, Donnie. For for the people out there, a good example of that, Stefan Diggs, he was a seventh or eighth round pick last year. He went mid Crazy. to late in the draft. Look at him as a, a top pick this year in the first, second round. So I like that one, Donnie. And that that's really gonna wrap us up for today. Um, it's been a great show. We want to wish everyone Houston Texans or Patriots. If you, if you're asking me also throw that in there. I love that. I love that, Matt. Stay away from those garbage teams, but, uh, the yeah, bills been... will win the Super Bowl. bet them now. Uh, Hey, there you go. Matt with the futures ticket to, to wrap up the show here. <laughs> but, uh, if you haven't signed up already, and you're listening to this, head over to www.steadypicks.com. Sign up for free. This podcast and all other shows are available on Apple, Spotify, and all other streaming platforms. Good luck in your drafts, everyone. 
Have a great day.